Welcome once again to Ask. It's Cornerstone Church. I'm Pastor Jamie. Great questions from some viewers. We'll get to them next. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, I'm Pastor Jamie. This is where you get to ask any question you want or it's on your mind or it's been on your mind for a while about the Bible or about your faith or about even life and how that connects. Uh, so you just go to cornerstonebv.org, uh, media page, drop down, ask, leave your uh, question. And again, no, no need for your name if you want to, fine, but most people don't because you know, just would rather ask it anonymously. And that's fine with me. If you have that question, probably someone else does. This first question is going to be on Calvinism, which is something that I know a lot of people ask because we've answered it many times. We even did a three-part series uh, uh, a number of years ago now um, with one of our elders, Darren, and I, because it gets asked so much. So let me just deal with it briefly. Just keep in mind, it is a weighty topic that whole denominations have been formed to give either for it or with it or against it. Uh, so to answer it in a couple of minutes on ask is, is I'm not gonna be able to fully get it. So if there's another aspect that you really want me to address, feel free to follow up. Um, let me ask you first, is Calvinism true? As in, does God choose whom to save, leaving everyone else predestined to hell? It's very important that you put that, with no hope whatsoever. I can accept hell if all people have salvation available to them and some choose to reject it. I have a much harder time accepting that only the elect have salvation available to them and no one else uh, has even a chance to be saved because God didn't choose them. All right, so it's a common question, right? Um, and so first, can I just um, address sort of how you asked the question. Um, we need to understand, the Bible's clear. We believe that God is good all the time he is good, right? God is holy, always, unchanging. God is just, which means always fair. Now, because he's infinite in his wisdom and we are absolutely the opposite of that, there are gonna be many times when we look around and we say, or we read something in scripture and be like, man, I, I, don't, I don't see it, and that's okay. Right? But we trust that God knows, that God is good. We, that's why he's God, right? It's like, it's not like just me talking to another person. Like, he's God. I have to, there has to be a certain level that he reveals himself to me, to you, to us. But then, okay, at that point, I don't quite get it. And that's okay, all right? Um, I say that because in the question you said, I can accept or I can't accept. Just be very careful you don't sort of pull a Job on us, right? Where Job, who had every right to feel horrible, right? Everything taken away. He started accusing God. He started saying th that kind of stuff. And God, man, he, in his graciousness, really rebuked Job and said, yo, where were you when I made all of the universe, right? And went on and on about that. So be careful. God is God and he is not interested in what we accept or not. This is not an election. He's not running for office. He's not, I, I hope you get the point. I'm not trying to be mean because I get what you're asking. But if you go into any faith question that's hard to answer, and this one is, there's been books written on it, right? If you go into it, well, prove yourself to me, just be careful because that could harden your heart and God is gonna be God and he's not gonna change based on you or me and our opinions. Um, we have to keep our Americanized sort of view on things that we can critique whatever we want and people should change, right? And, and I'm not saying that's you, but just be careful about that. God's not interested in what, he's interested in you, but he's not interested in whether or not you accept him, okay? Let me just give you from Ephesians, it's rather long, Ephesians chapter one. Blessed be the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul writes, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Right, so blessing, blessing, blessing. Wow, he's so good, right? Even as he chose us 
in him before the foundation of the world. Right before the foundation of the world, he chose you if you're in, in Christ. That we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Right, so he, he, in his love, has chosen to bring us into his family um, in which he has blessed us in the beloved, so we're in his family. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. In all wisdom and insight making known to us the mystery of his will. It's a mystery in some cases, right? According to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth, okay? The Bible absolutely uh, teaches predestination and election and choice. It just does. You can't get away from it, okay? Um, and, and yet, that's by his love and his grace. Nobody deserves salvation. Nobody. And yet, amazingly, some are saved. Now, what I pointed out in your question was uh, to predestine those to hell. Be careful. The Bible doesn't teach that, right? That's called double predestination. It's, some believe in that, but I don't think the Bible teaches that at all. In other words, you were just made to be destined, you're, he just made you to, to judge you in hell. Everyone is responsible for their rebellion and sin towards God, okay? And I know there's questions around that. What about the fact that we're in sin and then we do sin? I get it. Sometimes I, often I wrestle with that, right? We're told to put our faith in Christ and we're told we were chosen in Christ and those two meet and sometimes we're not really sure where they, they meet. But, but what we have to remember is God is good, right? And what's great about predestination, what's great about that is you aren't gonna lose your salvation. You aren't gonna do something that God's like, ooh, yikes, didn't realize that one, sorry. He chose you and his grace before the very foundations of the world. That is not a message of, ugh, angst. That's a message of amazing love and grace and mercy that we can bask in. Right, um, and, and so I think that's, that's about all I have to say on the subject, but if you have more, let, let me know. Two, if Jesus were a parent, how would he react to a strong-willed child? No, I'm just I'm kidding, calm it down, all right. Should I react the same way or differently because I'm not perfect like he is? Okay, it, it, obviously we, we, we look to react as much as we can with Jesus. We're just gonna not be Jesus because we're still growing in him, right? But, Jesus was never a parent, but in a lot of ways, like, he is, right? His parent is a spiritual father, ultimately, to, to all of us. So, so you can certainly look to Jesus dealt with lots of strong-willed children. Peter, right, is, is kind of chief apostle. That's his main thing, right? So, so look at that. And, and to maybe a lesser degree, James and John, what they called the sons of thunder, right? Jesus had to talk with them. So uh, if you look at how he dealt with them, he, he, he praised Peter, for instance, when Peter said the right thing, yes, blessed are you, Peter, you know, you, 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 you've said right. And then a uh, page later when he said, I rebuke you, and Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, right? And so you, you, you love the strong-willed child. You don't look to crush his or her spirit, and yet you must correct. You must rebuke when they're wrong 
in love, right? Not bursting forth with rage. Jesus would never do that, right? If, if something needs to be corrected, you do that. He would have shown patience. He would have shown the ability um, to have wisdom in those situations. And again, you're not gonna be Jesus. You're gonna fail, you're gonna fall. But that should be your, your, your goal with any strong-willed person in your life, but certainly parents if you have children like that. Okay, uh, real last, real quick one, so stay with us. Uh, man, in episode number 323, I mean, oh my goodness, okay. I uh, didn't know that we had those numbers. I guess we do. Uh, he, you said um, John Adams was probably a Unitarian Universalist. And then you said, not good, because uh, it's not. Can you elaborate on why it's not good to be a Unitarian Universalist? Thank you. Okay, now, keep in mind, I'm talking as a, as a, as a believer in biblical Christianity. So I'm not saying go attack someone who's a Unitarian Universalist, right? I mean, you can have friends that are that, all that. I, I'm, I'm saying not good from a, a faith salvation standpoint. Unitarian Universalists are basically anything goes. What unites them supposedly anyway, or what they say is they're pursuing truth and spirituality. So you'll have Buddhists, Muslims, Mormons, those calling themselves Christians, although they're not. Um, and, and, and atheists, agnostics, all they're pursuing truth. There's no creed, meaning a doctrinal statement that we can agree on, right? Um, all faiths have that. I, I mean, that's sort of the, the, the nice, everyone's, oh, every religion's basically the same. No, it's not. Look at they're incredibly different. And if you have a religious belief that says, this is what we believe is true, you are by definition saying, you're not true. I mean, you just are, right? To say what the Muslims believe is true, they are saying, well, Christians are not true, right? And, and vice versa. So, so when we look at it from a Christian perspective, you desperately need salvation by God's grace, um, but the cross, the empty tomb, the, the, the creeds and beliefs um, that we derive from scripture are necessary. Universal, uh, Unitarian Universalists have none of those, and therefore we would say that that's not something that you, you should be or adhere to because we don't believe it to be true or good. Okay, that's it for this edition. We'll see you next week. Make sure you ask your questions, cornerstonebv.org. Uh, we need them. We'll, you'll see them in an upcoming episode. And join us this weekend at one of our three gatherings, Saturday at 5 or Sunday 9 or 11. Uh, bring your kids, bring your friends, and we're going to continue our ACT series. So hopefully we'll see you then.